Well, boys, I think we can safely say the honeymoon period is over. The honeymoon period of what? Episode 101. <laughs> Training wheels are off. <laughs> okay. Let's get down to business. Time then. to get serious. This is where we really hit the ground running, huh? Yeah, mm-hmm. we only have sex once a month. <laughs> what? Oh my god! <laughs> what? Oh my god! Well, in the honeymoon period, you're you're doing a lot, but I'm saying now we slow it down and focus on business. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's oh. good. No more sex, Matt. <laughs> okay, I'll cross Keep that off my pants. my 2024 bingo list. So. I've actually hired an HR department because of all the antics you get up to, Matt. So I'm I'm sick of it. Hey, I'm providing people with jobs, so that's. <laughs> I should have known something was off when you requested for one of those Matt Lauer buttons on your desk to lock the door in your office. Is it my fault that my favorite phrase is "Where in the world? Where in the world?" Where in the world is Matt Bell? Um, usually inside Kyle. Okay, step too far. What can fans expect? From episode 101, except for apparently we've gone ultra blue. The, yeah. Whoa. This is Bizarro Day. Usually Kyle's the one making these type of jokes. <laughs> I mean, I started it, but it definitely went, went, new, went beyond where I was expecting. New year, new him. So. Hello, everyone. I'm Chris. That's Matt. Hey. And this is the Boo Boys, our podcast where we try to turn Kyle. Hello into a horror movie fan one film at a time and be warned spoilers and spooks lie ahead how you boys doing welcome monsters welcome ghouls welcome all horror bound fools this is the boo boys podcast enjoy Good. Well, after the intro, good, good. Yeah, or maybe not. I don't know. Not. I thought you'd be upset. You can't have sex with Kyle anymore. (laughs) I'm just. uh, I'm tired of all these lies. Do you think people? Do I'm doing good as long as people uh, got the hint to what we watched with my intro. Oh, why don't you do it again in case they they were not paying attention? I mean, that's that's all I got to give them, right? Now it's you're just someone sipping hot tea. <laughs> yeah, that's how Matt drinks his, his nightly tea. <laughs> My Chianti. <laughs> Ooh. Now, bold of you to use the phrase watched ah. in this case, Kyle. Okay. Hand up. Hand up. <laughs> <laughs> For the first time, I think, in podcast history, or this podcast <laughs> history, I didn't actually watch the film... I. I did watch the film. I have, I guess I should say, I've seen the film. I did not watch the film specifically for this podcast, I guess Mm -hmm. is the way of putting it. Um, And there's a reason we'll get to. But first, Matt, what did you pick? And then we'll talk about the absolute debacle we discovered this (laughs) afternoon before. (laughs) 
about four hours so, I was recording. Say, so, some would say that this was a real uh, a real check for people. You know, I uh, for me, this was one of the first times that I could say that I actually saw the movie in advance. Wow! Like prior to mm-hmm. the day. You want a medal? So, I mean, it sounds like <laughs> I should get one anyway. He deserves but, one. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> So we watched uh, the 1991 The Silence of the Lambs. Jonathan Deem? Demi. Did I say Kyle? No, Demi. Demi? Is it Jonathan Demi? Jonathan Demi. Because he's a famous director. I don't know. And what he, else has he done? He made The Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, and? Hold on. Let me click. <laughs> you can't call him a famous director. <laughs> he's made one movie, and, he, and me and Matt don't know how to say his last yeah. name. Oh, Philadelphia. There you go. Okay, we're we're stretching. Anyway. That's a popular movie too. We watched The Silence of the Lambs. Good. It was a great suggestion by Matt, mm-hmm. and when he su- suggested it, it was sitting there right on HBO Max. Our friends at Discovery say, "Come watch this film." Mm-hmm. We we <laughs> promise no hijinks, no April Fools. You can come watch this movie whenever you want. Mm-hmm. So, Matt, you watched it last night on. Uh-huh. No, January thirty first. This uh, week, hey, watched I it. watched it earlier. I watched it. I think oh. on. Uh, oh no, it's Sunday night, like into the Monday morning. So was that the first time you'd seen it? Yeah, it was actually oh, the first thank time I'd seen. It. Christ, you ended up watching it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because I started watching yesterday to date this podcast, January thirty first. And I got to like 30 minutes left and then my my life got in the way and I had to go do some stuff. So I watched, I re, and I'd seen this movie before, so I rewatched all but the last 30 minutes. Now, Kyle, what happened to you? I decided to procrastinate like a good member of the Boo Boys. And I, <laughs> I was running uh, kind of late at work today february 1st and then chris was like i don't know you sent oh yeah you sent a message in a different group that reminded me about this podcast i didn't quite forget but i knew i had to like it it slipped my mind throughout the day i was like oh shit i gotta get home and watch this movie and then on my drive home you're like uh guys we have a problem and you said this claxon started yeah i was like uh what's going on and then you said the movie is no longer available for, I guess, subscription fee HBO. Uh, but basically, if you own that service, you could you could watch it, like you said. And it's now behind other uh, streaming platform AMC paywalls that we do not plus. have. Yeah, AMC Plus. So got yeah. got Hannibal by the throat, dude. And neither Mr. none Max of us have that. Not today. No, God, no. no. we refuse to be held hostage blackmail by amc please <laughs> they must have heard we were doing this and they tried to they tried to trick us here mm-hmm. yep so i didn't watch it <laughs> <laughs> but you've seen it before i have seen it before it was a couple of years ago now i want to oh, say 2020 2021 recent. yeah so oh, it, it okay it, i wouldn't say it's fresh in my mind but um mm-hmm. I, I watched some YouTube clips per your suggestion, Chris, mm. uh, to catch back up and read the Wikipedia plot summary. Mm. So I feel uh, just as confused as I was when I was watching <laughs> it the first what? What do you time. Mean? <laughs> no, I wasn't that confused. A... It wasn't 
but it's not a straightforward kind of. Okay, it's pretty straightforward. It's pretty. Okay. Well, uh, we can either go through it now or later, but I want to know what give you're us confused the, of. I guess well, I'm not. Get, your, okay. What, what, what I'll say I'm not confused maybe on, on plot, like chronology, mm-hmm. and maybe some details, but I am confused as to why the FBI is using a like criminally insane, like, person to help try to catch someone else i mean i guess it i don't worked. know yeah it's like uh stepping into the mind of a killer to yeah find a killer. i guess it's like that I, I okay i get that but then he gets away at the end anyway i don't know it's just confused like oh, tr- spoilers true, were, but that you know yeah nice but, uh, but that was mostly due to you know other people in play that were like you know we don't uh, yeah like we don't want this person's success so we're going to kind of claim this as our own and he gets moved to different facilities and then you know they he keeps a, a sharp eye and sharp mind and, and ends up escaping bad prison in good old kentucky huh yeah or, or tennessee where were they i think it was i think it was tennessee because they were in baltimore first baltimore had him locked down yeah they, <laughs> they knew yeah for 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 having the what was it the the prison leader or whatever the the chief yeah um, like the psych psychiatrist who's like, yeah he's for, like our he's like our tertiary villain in this yeah. movie for not liking him like he did a pretty good job keeping him where he was so. except for the whole pin thing uh, <laughs> before we go too much further uh, Matt why don't you just give us like a quick overview for people like Kyle who haven't seen this movie. Just a quick rundown. People like stupid like me. <laughs> no. Yeah, well, I mean, we kind of did it a tiny bit, but essentially it's about like a, an up and coming FBI agent gets pulled into Jody uh, Foster. Jody Foster gets pulled into investigating um this budding serial killer. Um the, uh, the cop from Bill. Mr. Monk. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah, I guess you could. Uh, yeah. Ted something. Oh. Yeah. Right, like Ted, like, you didn't do a deep Wikipedia dive, huh? That's one click. You could have found that out. <laughs> you got me there. Uh, <laughs> so, so in order to, or I guess it was kind of like, I think going to uh, Hannibal Lecter, the psychiatrist first, like around the same time as they were trying to find the killer. Yeah. Like they ended up using the killer. Yeah. Yeah. Like, or, please help us. And he did. Hey, you know, yeah. for all Kyle's guff, he's given him like Anthony Hopkins, uh, Hannibal, the cannibal, <laughs> which it, it kind of, it was sort of cheating. Cause it seemed like he knew all of the people involved. Like he knew Buffalo Bill ahead of time. So yeah. Cause he it, was a psychiatrist. And yeah. He was like one of the patients and whatever. Yeah. So that did help. You know, it'd be like, <laughs> like if I had gone to the FBI and said, Hey, I can help you catch this Matt Bell serial killer. I'll uh-huh. never tell how, but yeah. you know, <laughs> well, yeah, he's going to use everything he can to his advantage. And, and he did. And now you just traded one serial killer for another. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I oh. mean, you basically have in this movie, Buffalo Bill is like your main, I guess, villain. Is he? You have a secondary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I would say yeah. like Anthony Hopkins is like your secondary villain. And it's only because like, like Buffalo Bill from the get go is bad. There's no like, there's never a moment where he's not like 
evil. Whereas like there's moments where Anthony Hopkins isn't like actively doing evil things. Um, we talk about he's always playing her in order to get <laughs> well, freed at the end. Or True. is she playing though, him? Though well, I she thinks she's that, playing him. But I think Anthony Hopkins comes out on top. What I couldn't Maybe. quite get though was, was he just killing his patients, Hannibal Lecter? Like, was that mm. kind of, or was he like Ooh, branching you're testing out? Me. I've, I've seen multiple of the follow-ups. I've seen the sequel to this film. I've seen the prequel to this film. But ah, that was his main. I think that was his main like, victim, Yeah, because like, yeah, that's when he like talked about, yeah, like several different people. Um, and but I think kinda... I do think he killed like it wasn't just his patients. Right. Um, go go watch the, the TV show Hannibal and get back to. <laughs> OK, is that the okay. one with Mads Mikkelsen? That's right. Uh, it's pretty good. Oh. It's not bad. Go on. Good recipes. Um, what? Let's talk about Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> I've just I, seen like a lot of the videos about like, oh, he's cooking something up. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Just I'm, about I'm, human for pork, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, loop. this movie's built on on the casting. Like mm-hmm. Anthony Hopkins is great. Jodie Foster is great. Mm-hmm. Everyone does a pretty good job. Um, Jodie Foster back in the, in the limelight with uh, True Detective. That's right. This is like the mm. the testing ground. Do you think? Do you think the folks behind True Detective f- turned on this, stumbled on this movie one night, just flipping through the channels, like, "Hey, wait a second, <laughs> this actress has got something." <laughs> Maybe they they flipped through AMC Plus. You know? It was like, oh, okay, stumble across like the movie that won the Big Five at the Oscars. It's the only one. It's the only horror movie. The only that's horror ever movie. Won yes, and one Best of, Picture and one or of any few. of the like. Acting categories? I'm not sure about that one. Hmm. Um, no, it's the one that's I, one all like the big, big five. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But like, I'm not sure any other horror movies ever won like an acting. Oh, you're saying just so, acting you know, in general? I I did look up, and I wrote it somewhere, and now I'm not sure where. But I think it was like 13. I found like 13. Oh, only 18 horror movies have ever won an award. Period. Um. And most of those were for like sound editing, visual effects, things like Alien got like visual effects, um, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, yes, this is like the only movie that's ever broken through for the Academy from horror, which oh. is its own. Yes, it's really thing. sad I didn't get to watch it again. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but yes, for those that that uh, don't know, the, the big five at the Oscar is the best picture, best director, best actor, actress, and best screenplay or adapted, original or adapted. So this was adapted because it was a novel beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you know the name of the novel? Buffalo Bill's Wild <laughs> Adventure. <laughs> it was... Please, God, don't eat me, Mr. Hopkins. <laughs> I thought it was of the same name. Yeah, probably. Just... <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, that was that was good. Uh, yeah. So no, the Jodie Foster and Anthony Hopkins are are really good, and they really go for it with their <laughs> with their accents uh, and voice voice choices, which I think largely pay off. Like Anthony Hopkins is pretty. Uh, what's the word? Menacing. I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Use that great like stare. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. They love the wide, the close up shots. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so, okay. 
you guys want to have story time here? The very okay. first time I watched this movie was probably like early high school, late middle school. I watched it with my dad. Really liked it. And one day I was visiting a friend of the podcast, Carson, who sometimes guest. He's been around. And we were just hanging out. And his dad came up, Mr. Carson, if you will, and said, somehow asked, hey, what's your favorite movie? And I just seen. He <laughs> <laughs> did not just say was, Silence, of, Silence the of the Lambs. It's a recency bias. I was like, oh, I'm not sure exactly, but I was like, uh, well, I just watched Silence of the Lambs and I really liked it. I thought it was great. And the deafening silence. <laughs> you could hear a pin drop. <laughs> it was like the, what the fuck? <laughs> so that always kind of scarred me. Um, did that but, steer you toward or away from liking the movie more or less? Uh, I think for a while it kept me from like mentioning liking the movie <laughs> because I, I was, but I feel validated in that it won best picture and it's like a legitimately good movie. Well, you know, commercially, it wasn't, like I said, hostile or yeah, something. Commercially but. and critically mm-hmm. acclaimed, but yeah, I just wonder if Mr. Carson was had seen it and disliked it. I I yeah. think he had seen it, and I don't know if he disliked it, but it was more the vibe of like what psycho would say that's his favorite movie. And it's like, hey, I you know, is I'd it love is to it wear... still your favorite movie? No. Oh. Is it top no what top five, ten, twenty? No. no, no, no. No, it's not on 30? my letterbox. Yeah. Top 50? four. Well, it, I have it a nine out of ten. So, so that would by default make it top one hundred, I guess. Top one hundred. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. I'll expect the rest of the list. Uh, <laughs> Follow me on Letterbox <laughs> to the, see all my rankings. He's gonna break uh, down one through one hundred on a special episode of the Boo Boys. <laughs> <laughs> just sit there. You guys have to sit there in silence. It's like just go one at a time. I'm not. I'm not logging on for this. To be clear, this is just you <laughs> in the audience that you're just gonna talk oh. to them. I'll hop on the uh, TikTok and just well, oh, oh that'd be a, a movie a day, and I count down from one hundred to one. There you go. There you go. What's number one hundred? Uh, the Silence of the Lambs. Before you do that, before you do it, you got to do it in the like close-ish to what is it? Almost three months away from like Halloween, and then you have it end mm. like your number one. On the 31st. Well, my number one's the thing, so maybe I should end it like on a very wintry month so I can do a TikTok filming out in the snow. With a flare. With a flare. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Wow, we got really off track. Uh, (laughs) But let's stay off track. Kyle, you've already done it, but I'm going to make you do it again. Hmm. You know, let's hear your best uh, Anthony Hopkins. Uh, As... from. Yeah, as Hannibal, Hannibal, Mr. Hannibal. Yeah. Um. Okay, so what did he say? He like he ate his one of his people with uh. Uh, ate uh with fava bean. <laughs> he ate his liver with with oh, yeah, some fava, fava beans, beans and, and a nice Chianti. Chianti. And then he did your yeah, little yeah, yeah. Mac mm-hmm. tea sip. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it's a key. I mean, I already tried to make this joke earlier, but you a did. Chianti. I saw. Yeah, yeah. Chianti. No, still oh, nothing from you, Chris. Okay. okay, no, that was good. I, I, I probably zoned you out. <laughs> That's fair. Um, okay, so I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Okay, not okay. my best, you know. But mm-hmm. given that, that's my first try. 
My Take favorite it. of of his is when he like mocks her like West Virginia accent. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. I think that's always really great. Yeah. Um, Matt, mm-hmm. what's here? Your hmm, who should I make you do? Uh, let's hear your Jodie Foster. Don't just do a West a... Virginia act. Do a very stereotypical insult all of our West Virginian fans <laughs> right now. Um... <laughs> oh, geez. If you could see Matt now. Yeah. Y'all, I reckon <laughs> I reckon this puts me in an uncomfortable position. Oh, you got a little closer at the end. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that was so good. All right. Now Usually I just make you guys do it, but I'll do one. I'll do my Buffalo Bill. Okay, ready? <laughs> Are you ready? I'd I'd fuck me. I'd fuck me. Would you fuck me? <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'd, I'd fuck me. <laughs> you could just go, oh. Put the lotion in the fucking basket. <laughs> oh. Um. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, you Buffalo know what's, um. That I'd fuck me line, like, it's like the line that I know other people, the Chianti stuff, but that line's the one that stuck with me most from this movie where I'll think about it every once in a while if I, like, see myself in the mirror. (laughs) (laughs) That's my vulnerable moment. I think I'd fuck me. (laughs) (laughs) You say it in that voice. Yeah, the Buffalo Bill voice. It's not very good, but. No, that's good. I it's good. I think my... it's better than my Hannibal, if for what it's worth. Oh, um, well, that comes up means a lot coming from the man of a thousand voices. Yeah. Uh, okay. Do you want my story time with? I think the actual, without knowing what it was referencing, my first interaction with this movie. Or please tell it, me you did it. Reveal it to Mr. Carson and get. <laughs> no, no, no. It wasn't. So did I did it a know. week before. So that's why it <laughs> yeah. seems so. I showed odd. him the movie. He's like, I never heard of the movie. I was like, Oh, you'd love it, Mr. Carson. <laughs> my know. poor mother. My dad tricked her into going to see the movie because he's like, Hey, there's a new Jodie Foster film. You want to go see it? Oh yeah, got her. <laughs> she had no idea what she was going oh, to get no. into. Um, okay, Kyle, what's your, yeah, well, what's your... uh, yeah, I didn't know I was watching a different movie, but I didn't, that made a reference to it. Um, it was, had a person in the pit and like the lotion down the thing. And, oh, uh, like, do you guys know what, movie what movie this shit. is? Let me guess. No, probably knowing you, something <laughs> like not another teen movie. No, but you're on like kind of the right track. Uh, meet the Spartans. That's no, like no. It it, it, in your top it wasn't like Wait, a spoof a, movie. It wasn't like uh, a spoof okay. movie, but it was like is a it comedy. The South Park. No, though I'm sure that's not a movie, Matt. Oh, no, you're saying one of the movies. Okay. Maybe. Well, no, no. It would have been a, a TV show, but they did right. do the scene. It was it Joe Dirt made a reference <laughs> oh, to this. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't even remember if I yeah. watched all of it, but. I hopped in at some point of Joe Dirt when someone was watching uh, it, and then I saw that and didn't know, didn't get it. Um, and then finally saw Silence of the Lambs. I was like, oh, okay, I got it. Hmm. Uh, this is a anyway. ripoff of Joe no, Dirt. I, huh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Joe Dirt did it better. Uh, so yeah, not that uh, interesting, I guess, but just kind of my, it, it, I mean, obviously was a part of the cultural zeitgeist and it still is. That's right. So, mm-hmm. um, I think they made a, right, I got some too. trivia for you boys. Uh-huh. Oh, 
three famous directors had cameos in this movie. Kyle, if you did a deep dive of the Wikipedia, you might know some of these already. No, but, wasn't that deep. Um, a famous directors? Yeah. When Hannibal was at in his new cell in Tennessee, which, by the way, the whole design around Hannibal, the creepy face mask, his first cell with the like glass mirror, or not mirror, but... Um, yeah, like the plexiglass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, whatever, and yeah. then later when he's in um, Tennessee and like in a bird cage, almost all mm-hmm. those are really cool. But when he's in the bird cage and Jodie Foster's trying to like get information out of him and she's dragged away, one of the guys who escorts her out, George Romero, Night of the Living Dead thing. Mm-hmm. Second, that was very loud. Sorry, second <laughs> director cameo, uh, David Lynch. You can hear his voice when. Um, Clarice is boxing in the training and she gets called out to go talk about Buffalo Bill. Uh, a voice goes out, Cindy in the ring, her friend. Mm. And that's uh, David Lynch. And finally, Roger Corman, uh, famed B-movie director, is the FBI director in this film. Not only do you see him for a brief moment, uh, you also, it's his portrait up on the wall as the FBI director. Mm. So you go, you already knew that, of course, Kyle, because you read the Wikipedia page. But and the Wikipedia page did not mention any of that. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure it did. Gotcha. Um, all right, Kyle, you want to do it? Uh, when do you bounce? No. no. <laughs> Case study? <laughs> Episode 101, we're still, we're still stumbling over ourselves. Unbelievable. So case study of what does this movie make a good case for besides eating people? Because I know you want to do that, Matt. You oh. can't do that. Oh. Or Chris. Come on. I know you want to taste. I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd fuck It's me. ironic. Usually Matt's the one eating people in this podcast. It's, yeah. <laughs> no response from Matt. Matt, what does this movie make a good case for? Uh, well, okay, since you knocked out my first one. Um, this movie makes a, uh, I guess a okay case for, uh, being on the slimmer side. Because the Buffalo Bill <laughs> actor, although well, the Buffalo Bill serial killer, I guess like he, he only was targeting like large people. Well, because so he's he, a big dude, you know. Well, no, no, so that like he could starve the, well, yes, but yeah, because he's a big he dude. Skin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he like starves the the women and then like I guess that makes the skin loose is what he says. And like have we even mentioned uh, that yeah. like this whole movie he, yeah, he like, um, we captures women but, and skins them? Nope, we haven't, but clothes. that's a I thought, I honestly blanked out a little bit when Bat was doing the uh the breakdown. We he didn't mention that. I don't remember if we did or not. I think we got sidetracked pretty uh, quick. I mean I just said serial killer, yeah. so he skins never said women. but yeah, he like skins them in order to make like a a woman's suit. Yeah. Because he yeah, wants he, to be a woman. They yes. claim he's not trans, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who's they? It's a little it's like a weird Well, in the movie, Hannibal says, Oh, he's not trans, he's just confused. Though you know, many people, of course, say, wow, this movie kind of sucks if you don't want to portray trans, trans people as, like, monsters. Yeah, <laughs> so, that's, well. Eh. I have nothing for that. Um, case study. Yeah. Uh, Matt, That you just said that made an okay case. We were really for good cases. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was. <laughs> I would say that is a good case to stay skinny. Then Buffalo I mean, Bill's not coming so, out for you. But... 
It's okay. You could yeah. fat shame on here. Um, <laughs> oh my God. Uh, a, this movie yeah. makes a good case for the keto diet. All protein, oh. all meat. You know, where you get that meat. <laughs> I w- I'm not saying, I didn't say cannibal. I wasn't allowed to, but uh, keto diet. Get it where you can. <laughs> diet, get, get it where you can. behind how the sausage is made, I see. Hmm. <laughs> um, Okay, well, seeing that I only just watched clips, I didn't have too much time to think about what this movie made a good case for, to be honest. Uh, it could be two-man, you know, if you just want to be the arbiter. Yeah, if, if something pops into my mind well, um, while Matt's I, yeah, making okay again. cases over there. No, I got, I, well, I got a real good case for okay. this one. Uh, maximum security. Or like, you know, maybe not something that's like two buffoons going into the cage, like, I don't understand why they needed to go into his cell in the second cell in order to give him food. Just maybe like, yeah, that was dumb. Slide, slide it, it between the, the, yeah. Yeah. Gaps. Also he's like, he's managing pretty well in his second, you know, prison. Yeah. Like he's he got like a radio. He, yeah. His second second dinner. dinner. Yeah. Ooh, second dinner. And it's like, it was like lamb too. Yeah. So, but it wasn't good enough. Apparently not. So. Okay, Chris. Um, don't help people, full stop. And specifically, if I'm a young woman or anyone, and some guy's like, hey, help me, help me. Mm-hmm. In this case, it was Buffalo Bill wanting help moving furniture into his van or whatever. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. Don't help. No, you're on your own. Yeah. I'm going to go home, feed my cat, and live. Uh, that's another thing that stuck with me, um, the I'd fuck me line. And then also that whole idea of like helping someone and that's how he got her. That always stuck with me. Uh, and maybe it's colored my life in terms of like providing assistance. <laughs> so you don't help, you don't help people. Um, like I, with... I would definitely be aware. Like if someone was like moving furniture around, like into a U-Haul or something, I, I would not like, I would think of this movie and not be the one like lifting it in so i'm inside the van you know mm-hmm. yeah there you go yeah just yeah you can help people but there's a smart way to help mm-hmm. people just in case um, I, I i agree yes but when in doubt yeah don't it would be kind of weird if like someone just randomly asked you to help not necessarily too weird but like help in a u-haul it's like usually they have like friends or something like helping them like put stuff mm-hmm. in the in the U-Haul, but that's why when Matt asked me to come help him move, I I ghosted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Didn't want to get into the blacked-out van. I get it. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Matt's like, I just got this sick new van, Chris. <laughs> want to help me move? Tinted windows. Come on. <laughs> uh, Matt, do you do you have anything else? Uh, uh yeah. Well, I guess I would say you know choose. Uh, as an opposite to yours, I would say uh, choose kindness or don't be an asshole because uh, you might then grab the ire of a serial killer. Oh, uh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Like uh, Hannibal at the end scene. Mm. I forget where exactly they are. Like in Cuba. It looked to be, like yeah. Like oh, something. this was mentioned. It was Close in the Bahamas. That was in the Wikipedia oh, okay. article. Bahamas. Um, so, yes, because he ends up finding the tertiary 
villain yeah, of the uh, Chil- yeah. Chilton, Doctor Chilton. Chilton. Yeah, and that is his next so meal. Yeah, the classic line: "I'm having an old friend for dinner." Yeah. Yep. Mm. Mm. Yeah, maybe if he wasn't such an ass, maybe maybe okay. he wouldn't have been the one on the list. I guess maybe like if you know someone's a serial killer, yes. it doesn't hurt you to be like kind mm-hmm. while incarcerating them. Like you don't have to like go out of your way, but like don't don't like antagonize. Yeah, yeah. but how is how is Chilton supposed to know he's gonna the guy's gonna get free? Like that's not something you really plan for. It's not, but I mean then that's why it's just kind of like a common courtesy. I really like the build up um in this movie one there's two things which matt and i one i like this movie hits the ground running it doesn't like fuck around you know for Mm -hmm. two hours like we meet anthony hopkins within the first 25 minutes which is nice Mm -hmm. and two um the whole build-up of like jodie foster getting all these instructions and going through all these checkpoints and like the build-up to seeing hannibal Mm -hmm. is pretty intense like even parts like I kind of wish we'd seen the photo because it would have been messed up. But like, they're like, look at this photo of this nurse. Oh, uh, like, yeah. Bit her face off. And yeah. it's like, oh, he is a cannibal, I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. They, I thought they were joking. I like that they give him almost like a supernatural kind of aesthetic to it. Like, yes, he is just a man. But like, you know, he's able to escape pretty well out of the mm. prison one and two like you know most conversations or all the conversations that they have like it's never like a i don't know it's it's more exhilarating than like a typical conversation i, I don't know it just it seems more interesting than you mm. would have yeah i wish there was a couple more conversations between them because it's it that and then his whole escape that's that whole sequence is probably the best part mm-hmm. of the movie um is it me? Wait, no. Is it you? No, it's me. Yes, a case study. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got one more. I don't have any more. So uh, this movie makes a good case for Quantico. It's like it's like mm. summer camp for ages. Oh, yeah. It seems so much fun. They go on little jogs. They <laughs> they hang out. They watch TV. They eat together. It's literally summer camp. Guys, we should go to Quantico for the summer. <laughs> I mean. Okay. Like, I don't think they just let you go to Quantico. What? Why would they say no? <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're three strapping recruits. I don't think I'd want to be in the FBI. Like, Did you not see how much fun it was? No, I didn't. This... Oh, you literally didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that part. I mean, I could have envisioned a, like, the recruits running around. kind of see it, but uh, no, I... I don't think I'd want to join the FBI. Oh my god! Okay, mm. CIA man over there. Got mm. it. Yeah, mm. that's right. Oh, I I do have one more oh. quick one. Um, uh, this movie makes a great case for either like a, a who you know or who you're related to because I feel like the crux of this movie it really wouldn't have been super high stakes if this was just another person as opposed to being a senator's daughter. Like, you know, there wouldn't have been so much manpower or so much like exhausted resources if it was just someone else. They probably would have had to wait like a few more people. It's like, like some social commentary there. Um, <laughs> it just makes a good case for it. So. All right. Okay. All well, that's case closed. Um, 
man, on rewatching this movie, I I either didn't pick up on it as much or just wasn't paying attention to it. But the like the like negative male gaze throughout this film with like Jodie Foster mm. and like like every guy like there's so, there's tons of scenes where she like is on an elevator and there's like other agents and they're all these huge guys like just staring at her like like town hit cops are leering at her the like the museum guys are hitting on her mm-hmm. and then you get guys like anthony hopkins like serial killers are kind of like doing the same thing it's it it's interesting and um it's something i don't think i picked up on the first time i, I mean i picked up a little bit on it but not like every single guy in this movie is like borderline awful yeah just like like sexist and it, it it's just it's an interesting aspect to this that sometimes i feel like gets lost with the cannibalism and all that well one of the mm-hmm. clips i watched was when he was in like the cage in the middle of the room and he mentioned something about that to jody foster to agent starling mm-hmm. um hannibal does so it does come up and so hannibal seems to be like the only one aware of it mm-hmm. or the only one like mm-hmm. uh speaking it out loud yeah agent starling is like aware of it because yeah she she can feel it but he's like can you not feel like them looking at you or something i can't remember exactly what i said but yeah it's definitely part of it well yeah because there was even the part where he was like does your boss like wanna have like physical yeah with you yeah it's even interesting there because like her boss for the most part jack crawford is like fine toward her but there's like little things he does like you know kicks her out of the room doesn't include her for things like there's like just enough where you're like uh even he who's like for the most part pretty good it's mm-hmm. like damn it hannibal you hit it on the head again yeah yeah they give like this guy's details, a good psychiatrist so. yeah would you Always. go have sessions with him matt sure sure <laughs> <laughs> i just wouldn't um, stay for dinner so. oh Okay, guys, it's time to debut. My my New Year's podcast resolution was new bits. So gone is when you bounce because oh, we're, we're all dedicated FBI people. We've gone to Quantico through the summer camp. We wouldn't bounce. We're going to catch uh, Buffalo Bill. So instead of when you bounce, because the answer would be we don't. We're, we're badass agents. Uh, casting couch, a new bit. Oh I, there's gonna be three roles, three roles, and we're gonna have to recast them. I'll go first, but I will tell you guys who you're gonna be casting, so to give you a little bit of time to think. Okay, okay. Matt. Uh huh. And and also, it can be anyone. You know, you could pick an actor who's dead, current. Like you know, don't worry about the time frame of this movie. Mm-hmm. Think of it like we're doing a reboot or something of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, uh. Matt, you're doing Buffalo Bill. Kyle, you're going to be recasting Hannibal. Ooh, and I will tough. recast Clarice. I mean, Anthony Hopkins is like one of the is the is like one of the goats. Like, how do you recast him? Well, well I can't wait to hear okay. what you come up with. Uh, here's right. mine for Clarice, and maybe okay. this will set us on a good no, step. Uh, okay. Uh, friend of the podcast, Freddie Highmore. As Clarice, wait, you're oh, getting rid of the woman. Okay, you're you just talk about he's Clarence. He's Clarence in my version. Oh my. Okay, oh, it's okay. Freddie Highmore. I think he could capture that wide-eyed innocence, but steely 
interior that Jody Foster brings. <laughs> I want, I want, damn it, I want Freddie Highmore. Okay, Freddie Highmore okay. is cl- and I guess hilarious. I guess in this scenario, the movie we come up with, like they're all, so like whoever you pick is gonna be playing off of Freddie Highmore. So just keep that in mind if that affects your decision at all. Okay, <laughs> Matt. Oh, so I guess it, it wouldn't, okay, you get to go first. So okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So like, don't think, um, don't think you're picking someone to like terrorize Jodie Foster. You're picking someone to go toe to toe with Freddie Heim. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I, of the podcast. I already have. Uh, okay, Matt. Yeah. Buffalo Bill. Who you got? Jared Leto. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I feel like I feel like he could uh, he could summon up the same energy. There's like so. a good chance he's skinned a woman in real life. Allegedly, <laughs> allegedly <I'm>, parody. <laughs> so, wait, what? What that I did psycho. not know. Well, well I, like, I knew he was like a, a cult leader. Oh, oh yeah. He's got that weird cult. It's got that Manson vibe. It's called yeah. a band. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is he actually part of a cult? Don't slant. He's like cult. He's like yeah. a cult. Uh, this is all, okay. It's all alleged. Don't come after us. <laughs> Litigious <laughs> Leto. They call Litigious him. Litigious Leto. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we know people. You you don't want to go toe to toe with us in court. <laughs> so parody, parody, joke, joke. But also. <laughs> uh, okay. Yes. Okay, that's great. I could I could see him like dancing oh, around okay. with like a I nipple ring. I got a good being one. like, yeah. I was one thousand percent. one thousand percent. He's looked at himself in the mirror and said, "I'd fuck me." I'd fuck <laughs> so, me. Unironically. <laughs> yeah. All right, Kyle. What you got? Okay. I, I I was worried I wasn't going to come up with something, and that the last thing I just did um, mm-hmm. after. It's not even anyone that came up in my furious Google search. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to go an actress to play off of Freddie Highmore. Okay, like, and like I the, like the, the, the uh, gender, gender nice. swap. Yeah. So I think someone that could play a really good uh, Hannibal or would you change the name? Hannah Hannibal. 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 Clarence and Hannibal. <laughs> Unbelievable! I think I we would, should be screenwriters. <laughs> this is incredible. I would go with uh, Viola Davis. Ooh, yeah. I think I like that a lot. Yeah, I, I think too. she could really give Freddie Highmore the the business. The business. Yeah. <laughs> Man, this was kind of like a joke bit, but I feel like we've kind of landed on something here. I feel like yeah. I feel like I would not be surprised if this returns. So. Someone ring up David Gordon Green. I'm sure he's been tasked with bastardizing Silence of the Lambs next. So let's see if we can jump on board. In his endless quest to ruin all horror classics. Damn. Catch him straight. This is next. <laughs> joke, joke, parody, parody. No, that's not a parody. Oh, that's not a DGG catching strays. All right, well, there you go. That's Casting Couch. I don't really have a fun, like, ending outro thing, like, uh, Okay, study, Chris, but... do you do you listen to any other movie podcasts? Uh, yeah. One called the Rewatchables. Oh no, do they steal? Do they steal our bit? That's pretty much we. No, yeah, they steal our bit. <laughs> so, Does, do they call it casting couch? I believe they call it recasting couch. <laughs> oh, oh, that's so too. <laughs> <Christ>. um, <laughs> I've not, I've not seen that. Listen, I played to that along, podcast. but yeah, it's. Uh, I parallel thinking is. Okay. I think yeah. How about the the switching sofa? 
Switching Sofa. Thank you, Matt. That's a great new name. That's that's distinct enough. Our apologies to our to our friends at uh, Rewatchables. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm sure they'll they'll appreciate us uh, stepping <laughs> off their territory. We're yeah, encroaching. We're, hey, we're we're a podcast that tells it like it is. You know, you know? we won't always do it. Sometimes, listen, we, for people who are worried and fiercely typing messages to the email account that matt runs <laughs> to, the, for us. to the comment section that's automatically disabled you know, when you bounce we'll return someday we'll get to hear about how kyle would bounce within 10 seconds of the movie starting <laughs> I, we'll when's the last time i did that uh uh probably the most infamous was like that hush no what was the one where it was like the deaf girl? Yeah, that's Hush, isn't it? Yeah, was, that's it, hush. was that the Mike Flanagan joint? Yeah, where you, your thing was like, I would never go to the. <laughs> I academy. would never be in a cabinet. <laughs> I don't understand what's wrong with that answer. <laughs> I still don't. That was the slow march of death for that bit. I think. <laughs> yeah, that was early on. So it took slow. how many episodes for it to finally go away because of that? It was a slow march. <laughs> Very slow. <laughs> Very slow march. Um. All right, uh, Kyle. Any anything other gems from the Wikipedia page you want to bring up? Uh, no, I just like to shout out Scott Glenn. Uh, I liked his slick back look uh, here, and he's I like him pretty much in everything he does, and like the right stuff and uh, Daredevil and all those other things. On his Wikipedia page, fun fact: it doesn't give a year that he was born. So no, I have no. I don't think anyone knows how old he is. <laughs> he's timeless. Maybe yeah, he's immortal. Yeah, yeah, could be. Could be. Anyway, I like Scott Glenn. Matt, any last thoughts? Um, I'm surprised I haven't seen this movie sooner. Uh, it definitely yeah. really um, connects a lot of dots to a lot of other properties that have taken little references like to it. Yeah. Well, other <laughs> now you can around. go watch Joe, Joe Dirt. Dirt. Took, yeah, <laughs> with and knowing full well you're going to get one reference in there. <laughs> Congratulations. So I, I I liked that, and um, I can definitely see why a movie like this won the the big five. You know, it's uh. So yeah, we didn't ask you because we got lost in the Wikipedia nonsense. But, but did you enjoy this movie? I did. I did. I felt like you know it definitely. I am a person that um, appreciates the practical effects a, a good amount. So I wouldn't have been opposed to having a little more gore mm-hmm. or a little more, yeah. you know, um, uh, what's the word? Um, yeah, essentially a little more gore, you know, mm-hmm. I would have um, enjoyed that more, but I liked it how it was. It was suspenseful. Um, you know, if you're kind of having like a pseudo cat and mouse game type situation, I found this nice. I'm with you. I love blood and guts. Let's get <laughs> every movie should have twice as much gore and violence. Yeah, like you know, whatever you think it should be, double it. <laughs> double it, yeah, exactly. And yeah, and now you're in the ballpark. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, um, can I just say yeah. uh, one more thing? Because I found sure. on the IMDb, Scott Glenn does have a birthday uh, year. Oh, okay. So I'm happy well, to report. Don't, don't age him. Don't out him. Happy to report he was born in. 1939 okay (laughs) (laughs) all right well kyle yeah at the end of every podcast we ask an important question be it episode one or episode 101 it's like 84 almost yeah 85 (laughs) (laughs) after oh january 26th happy belated birthday 
after <laughs> reading the Wikipedia page for The Silence of the Lambs, mm-hmm. are you a horror movie fan? No, but I will say I watched again. I watched this before this was even a germ of an idea. This podcast, so take that for what it is. People that are hesitant to watch it, I got through it as a non-horror fan before I got desensitized. All right, Kyle. Well, how about the only way we can end this episode? I think is if you give us one final Anthony Hopkins voice. If you say, um, maybe give us a little outro saying something like having i'm gonna go have an old friend for dinner and then one more f- t- 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 you know for good measure well, that was pretty good we could end on that one um yeah. <laughs> i'm having an old friend for dinner 